He's gonna go. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. School's out. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Catches, foot in, touchdown. This is Jeff Tedford. This is Mike Bobo. Fakes it, now has a blocker, runs out toward the right side, tries to dive for the pylon. This is Bob Davey. This is Matt Wells. This is Craig Bull, head coach of the University of Wyoming. Looks, throws, end zone, touchdown. This is Nick Rulovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. This is Rocky Long. He's got a receiver across the middle, fighting for the end zone. Oh, man. This is Brent Brennan. This is Tony Sanchez. He's to the goal line, and he's in for six. This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you're listening to... You are listening to... And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. Here we go. Welcome into the Week 3 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Officially two weeks in and two undefeated teams remain in the Mountain West. Boise State has climbed all the way to number 17 in both the AP and coaches polls with their 2-0 start. The Broncos fourth nationally in total offense, led by quarterback Brett Rippon, who's thrown for seven touchdown passes through two games. The surprise over in the West Division has been Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors getting votes in both national polls off to a 3-0 start for the first time since 2007. They've been led by sophomore Cole McDonald and his 13 touchdown passes. That's the best mark in the country. Week two also saw Utah State, San Diego State, UNLV, and Colorado State break into the win column for the first time here in 2018. Speaking of CSU, they came back to beat Arkansas in Fort Collins, just the second win over an SEC opponent in Colorado State history. We'll talk about that game and what has been an unusual and challenging start to the season with CSU head coach Mike Bobo this week on the show. But up first, we'll recap week two around the conference it's the week three edition of this week in the mountain west and you have it here on the mountain west radio network this is craig bull head coach of the university of wyoming we'll be back with more of this week in the mountain west right after this timeout there's a force in the west an attitude unlike any other a belief that says let's do this a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service. A bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. The Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. Gather your family and friends and get to Las Vegas for the biggest NCAA basketball championship in the nation. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships, March 10th to 16th at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. For tickets, contact your favorite Mountain West Institution's athletic box office. And for more information, visit themw.com slash 2019. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Basketball Championships. Be a part of history. The next big play is just a click away on the Mountain West Network. Join me, Jesse Kurtz, for the latest insight, analysis, and live game action you won't find anywhere else. Catch over 1,500 events for free in HD on the only network that lets you watch any team, anytime, on any device. Go to the MW.com today and get your game on with the Mountain West Network 
In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other team's fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping week two around the Mountain West, Hawaii off to a 3-0 start. Rainbow Warriors beat Rice 43-29 at Aloha Stadium. Cole McDonald throws for another four touchdown passes, and that improved Hawaii defense forces a pair of turnovers in the win. Boise State blasts UConn 62-7 on the blue turf. Brett Rippon, your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, after producing six touchdowns and two field goals on the eight offensive drives he played on. Fakes it to Madison. Rippon looking downfield. Throwing it long. Has Hightower out there. He catches it in stride at the 25 and sizzles the UConn defense for a touchdown. Bob Beeler with the call courtesy of Learfield. Broncos now up to number 17 in the country after this 2-0 start. San Diego State busts into the win column 28-14 over Sacramento State as Jawan Washington runs for 156 yards and three scores. But the bad news for the Aztec senior quarterback Christian Chapman out three to six weeks with an MCL sprain. UNLV also getting win number one. Rebels pile up 414 yards on the ground to roll to a 52-24 home win over UTEP. On first and 10, Rebels from the 40 and a handoff goes to Lexington Thomas. 30, 25, 20. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Lightning strikes at Sam Boyd Stadium. Russ Langer on ESPN 1100. Utah State smacks New Mexico State 60-13. Aaron Wade, 10 tackles and 2 interceptions. He's your Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. And finally from Week 2, Colorado State the shocking 34-27 come from behind win over Arkansas. Much more on that game with CSU head coach Mike Bobo next after these words from your local station. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the Colorado State Rams. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. The Colorado State Rams get their first win of the season last Saturday night at Canvas Stadium in Fort Collins. Coming back to beat Arkansas 34-27. Izzy Matthews scoring from a yard out with eight seconds left and CSU knocking off the Razorbacks. Colorado State now goes to Gainesville to take on the Florida Gators this Saturday afternoon. Joining us right now, the fourth-year head coach of the CSU Rams, Mike Bobo. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you, Nate? I am doing great. Coach, what is the atmosphere around the team and around the program this week after a dramatic win over a Power 5 SEC opponent? Well, there's a little more bounce in our kids' step when they came over here uh, for Monday meetings and Monday practice. Uh, you know, it was a rough couple first first two weeks, uh, but I got to give our kids and our coaches credit. Uh, you know, they kept fighting. They kept working. Uh, they believed in each other, and that was a, a, a testament of belief in that game, being 18 down with 22 minutes to go. They just keep playing for 60 minutes, and those kids found a way to pull out that game in a, in a dramatic fashion. It was a big win for our program uh, that uh, we're definitely proud of. 
you used the word belief right there. You said your team had genuine belief that they could beat the Razorbacks. What does that mean? How is that different from average or good belief? That's a good that that's a good question. I you know I talked to him last week a lot about belief, and I said you know but little belief is you're wishing. You know you, you really don't have belief in it. You think you're gonna you know, wish something would happen. I said good belief is hoping. And I told him all week, hope's not a strategy. It's got to be the action that we take during the week. And then I said, uh, great, great belief is, is is knowing, and great belief is genuine, because you know you put the work in, you prepared, uh, and then you you believe you can get it done because of the actions you took that week. And we really talked about that all week uh, of not being about words, being about action. If we do that, we'll know we have a chance on Saturday. And I just I really love the look in our kids' eyes. I mean, the whole game, uh, you know, going down two, going down, them scoring two quick touchdowns in the second half, and really our guys didn't blink uh, and settled down and played great from that point on uh, the rest of the game and found a way to win. And that's what you got to do, find a way to win, and hopefully that will carry over uh, throughout this season that we found a way to win one of those games that weren't going our way. Coach, we love the term signature win, and it's hard not to go to that trope when you beat Arkansas as a double-digit underdog at home. Was Saturday night your signature win at Colorado State? I, I don't. I really don't know how to answer that. Uh, I know it was a big win for our program. Uh, you know, having an SEC opponent come to come to Fort Collins, uh, I know it was a big win uh, for our kids. You know playing those guys, a big win that we were 0-2 and nobody gave us any any credit or, or really thought that we had a chance to win that game. I think it has a chance to be a, a big win or signature win. It depends on how we continue throughout this season. Uh, you know, they, they'll always have that memory of beating Arkansas and coming back 18 down and finding a way to finish and the defense holding them to, I think, 44 yards in the fourth quarter and the offense you know, punching it in with eight seconds. They always have those memories. That's what I told them uh, yesterday. I said, you made a memory, uh, and that's a great memory that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Now, what are we going to do? Are we going to make more memories, or is that going to be our only memory this year? That's well put right there, Coach. Your quarterback, K.J. Carter-Samuels, right now throwing for 367 yards a game, eight touchdowns to only three interceptions. He showed against Arkansas his willingness to hang in the pocket and deliver the ball accurately and on time despite considerable pressure in his face. He's showing the toughness. What is the evaluation of your senior transfer quarterback three games in? I think he's doing an awesome job. Here's a guy that hadn't played a lot of snaps in college football had a lot of practice snaps at the university of washington but hadn't played a lot of live reps and i think he just continued to get better every week uh fundamentally we got to fix a few things uh some of that pressure was due to him uh not stepping up in the pocket but he he does, he has a knack for buying time and getting the ball out and uh he's got extreme toughness uh, he's a very smart kid because um, he knows if he's any doubt, just throw it to number 11, uh, Preston Williams, and he's got a chance to make the play. But uh, I think he's improving every week. Now, we are throwing the ball way too much. Uh, we got to help him out with our running game. We got to get that fixed, uh, our running game, because that's too much pressure on our passing game right now. Yeah, you mentioned number 11 right there, Preston Williams. And look, we all like to compare. And anytime you play wide receiver at Colorado State under Mike Bobo and you put up those kind of numbers, you're going to be compared to Richard Higgins and Michael Gallup. Uh, but Preston Williams, the Tennessee transfer, another two touchdowns. He had two big catches on the winning drive. 
what has Williams showed you three games in, and, and are you okay with mentioning him with those other CSU greats? Well, he, you know, he has, he's done it for, for, for three games, had two really good games and had an okay game against, against CU. Uh, I think it's got to be something that he's consistent and have a great year, but he definitely has the potential uh, to be up with, with those guys. Uh, you know, he's a 6'4 guy that's got great body control. You know, he's taller than those two. Uh, he's faster than those two. You know, the other two are probably more physical players, uh, Gallup and Richard. Uh, but his length and his body control, he's a different type of uh, receiver than them. Uh, but, you know, they've all, all, all great players here at Colorado State. I think he has a chance uh, because he's, he's a raw kid too. All these guys are, you know, uh, that were raw kids uh, that uh, came in and got better. Now, he was a highly, more highly recruited guy than those guys. But he's a raw kid in the sense that he hadn't played football in two years. Uh, and, you know, that's a long time not playing football. So he's getting back in the groove. And I think you'll see him get better and better as the year progresses. Uh, defensively, your group a bit maligned, to put it mildly, after the first two weeks of the season. But they forced turnovers in the first half against Arkansas. They kept getting off the field in the second half when it mattered most. Did something click with that group? Uh, deservingly so. We haven't played great defense the first two games, and we really weren't doing a great job of leveraging the ball. There was space was our enemy uh, in those first two games. Guys got on the perimeter, and we we have one guy trying to make the tackle in too much space. We did a better job of with our safeties involved in the run game, uh, and you know it was kind of bend don't break there in the first half. They gained a lot of yards, but we were able to hold. Uh, them to only 13 points. They had the two, you know, the big speed sweep in the second half for like 70, and they had a long touchdown pass. But after those two explosives, we kind of settled down and played great defense. Uh, we just kept running the ball and made a few things happen. Got, you know, finally got our first sack of the Dagum year, uh, and hopefully that'll give them some confidence moving forward because we need some going to play this team we're playing this Saturday. More with Mike Bobo, including how he's coaching through significant health issues here in the 2018 season. That's next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Gather your family and friends and get to Las Vegas. Incredible student-athlete strategic coaching along with the United States Air Force Reserve. Power the excitement at the biggest NCAA basketball championship in the nation. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. The championships begin Sunday, March 10th with the Women's Basketball Championship and conclude with the Men's Basketball Championship game on Saturday, March 16th. 20 games over seven days will determine the teams that are best in the Mountain West and which teams gain automatic entry into the 2019 NCAA Basketball Tournament. For tickets, contact your favorite Mountain West Institution's athletic box office or for more information on the championships, visit the MW.com slash 2019. The 2019 Air Force Reserve Mountain West Basketball Championships. Be a part of history. There's a force in the West, an attitude unlike any other, a belief that says, let's do this, a shared commitment to academics, leadership, and community service, a bond uniting 12 teams in history, rivalry, and competition. There is a force in the West. We call it the Mountain West. 
the Mountain West, champions in life. To find out more, visit us at themw.com. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Continuing our conversation with Mike Bobo here on the Week 3 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. Colorado State coming off that big win over Arkansas before going to Florida this week. Coach, you've been away from the team for extended hospital stays. You've been in and out with doctor visits you're clearly uncomfortable walking the sidelines on game day with the nerve issues that you're dealing with in your feet. What's it been like to try to coach at the level you think is necessary while at the same time also looking out for your own well-being? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Nate, because, uh, you know, everybody says you got to take care of yourself, uh, and that's true, uh, and, I, and I'm doing that, but you got a big responsibility here as the head coach uh, with all these players and these coaches and their families. And, you know, you're, you're responsible for those guys too. And, uh, you know, that wears on you a little bit, if I'm being honest. And But I, I think I'm in a good place right now. Uh, you know, it's been a couple, almost two weeks since I've been out of the, been out of the hospital. Uh, I'm learning to, you know, to delegate and trust my staff. Uh, I've had to trust the offensive staff. I'm not calling the plays right mm-hmm. now because I'm not 100% in that room. And I don't think that would – that would be beneficial if I'm, I'm not 100% in that room being able to call the plays. But, you know, I'm focusing on what I can control. And that's what I just walked out of a staff meeting and the message to our staff and what I want done today at practice and how I want it done. And then the message to my team every day, you know, being out there at practice and coaching them in practice and then being there on game day, uh, coaching at game day. Uh, so it's a little bit different role than I've had the first three years. Uh, but, you know, it allows me a little bit more time to think about my message to the team, you know, and last week's message was, you know, we've we got to believe in each other. We've got to believe in what we do. And, uh, you know, I think that's put me in a better place uh, because I'm able to talk uh, to the team uh, a little bit more and concentrate on the message to the team and the staff. You coached the Hawaii game from upstairs, but you've been on the sideline each of the last two weeks. It's clearly not easy for you. Why is it so important for you to be down there on game day? Well, they're down there in the fight. They're in the fight. That's that, you know, and I, I want to be down there in the fight with them, uh, just like just like they are. And uh, you know, I got somebody right there with me to grab me in case somebody's coming. <laughs> Uh, at all times. Uh, I think I moved a little bit better than last week. Uh, I think I'm improving a little bit. My wife says I am. I don't I don't because I still have the same issues, but she swears I'm moving a little bit better. So, uh, But I just want to get down with, there with those guys. Uh, it's hard to communicate upstairs. It's really hard to look somebody in the eye if you're upstairs. And, you know, when you can look at somebody's eye and talk about what we're going to do, you, you know if they, if they believe in what we're about to do or believe we're going to get it done. Uh, and downstairs, uh, I got a better chance of doing that. You've had your dad, George, with you for much of this season as you've been forced to be away at times. What did it mean to you to have him there to witness that victory on Saturday night? Well, it's been awesome. He's been here since, uh, you know, I think the day, second day I got in the hospital. Uh, but since I've been out, he's, I can't drive right now uh, a car. Uh, so he, he drives me to and from work. Uh, he's here all day. Uh, and, you know, just – just the quality time that I'm able to spend with my dad uh, that, you know, I think sometimes we all take for granted. You know, we just had our staff meeting in there, and it was my day to talk to the staff. Uh, you know, every day we have something that he can be devotional or motivational. And, you know, today's 9-11. Uh, talked about 9-11 and all the people that lost their lives that day and 
how we shouldn't take life for granted. And, you know, talked about my dad and I shouldn't take that for granted that the time I'm getting to spend with him and it's just been unbelievable. And then to see him after the game, you know, the motions kind of poured out. Been here for three weeks. He's, he's there going through everything I'm going through, hobbling around the office, helping me get downstairs, helping me get to work. Uh, and just really grateful that, you know, my dad's still here and I get to spend time with him. That's well said right there, Coach. All right, on to Florida this week. Now, in your days at Georgia, it was pretty much always in Jacksonville for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, but you actually have some experience in the swamp, correct? Correct. My red shirt freshman year, they were renovating uh, the stadium, the Gator Bowl, so we didn't play there for two years. And my red shirt freshman year, we went down there, and I did, actually got in the game late because they beat the dog, you know what, out of us. But I'm on the, <laughs> the sidelines are so close to the student section. And if you got, you know, you got a last name Bobo, like I have, just imagine what the student section was saying the whole game. You know, so that was, that was my experience there in the swamp. I'm excited for us to go down there. It's definitely going to be a challenge playing another team that's bigger and stronger uh, than us. And, you know, we're going to go down there and compete. We're going to give it our best shot. Uh, hopefully we can come back healthy for this run uh, in conference. Yeah, I think they're going to be saying some of the same things to you this week, Coach. All right, uh, the Gators just lost at home to Kentucky to knock them out of the top 25. First season under Dan Mullen for Florida. They appear to have issues both running the ball and on defense. How do you take advantage and leave Gainesville with a win on Saturday afternoon? Well, uh, I mean, I think a lot of things have got to go right. Uh, you know, for us, one, we got to be able to control, uh, handle the crowd noise. Uh, you're going to have to have good quarterback play anytime you go on the road. You're going to have to be a little bit fortunate and hope you get some turnovers uh, and you not turn the ball over. You know, it's, those things have got have got to happen. And, you know, we got to try to try to slow the game down a little bit. Uh, and then we have chances. we got we got to take advantage of them because there's not going to be as many chances as there are uh, in, a, in a normal game. But, you know, it can be done. There's no doubt it could be done. Uh, but it's going to be a tall task for us because this is a, you know, it's a scary bunch when you look at them on tape. And Kentucky's a, big, a good team. That quarterback they had last week, he was really the problem for, for Florida's defense. They couldn't tackle him. Uh, he was an athletic guy. Uh, it posed a lot of problems for him. Coach, last thing, two weeks into the season, what is standing out to you about the Mountain West Conference here in 2018? Well, I think there's some strength. Obviously, why he's playing really well, being 3-0 and and having that big win against uh, – against Navy, uh, Navy beat Memphis, Boise State. I've watched them a couple times uh, on TV. They're, you know, Brett Rippon, senior quarterback. They're explosive on offense. I knew they were going to be good on defense. Utah State looks like they're doing a good job offensively. I know Wyoming's defense is sound. I watched them in that Washington State game. I thought they played extremely well. Uh, I think there's a lot of good football teams out there uh, in, the, in the Mountain West. And kind of my message to the team, you know, after the CU loss too was, I mean, we can't wait till our schedule supposedly gets easier, you know, because we're not playing SEC teams. we got to get better right now. we got to improve if we're going to have even a chance. And I do think we improved last week uh, in our play, and we got to improve this week in our play as well. Colorado State, they got some pep in their step after that victory over Arkansas. They now go on the road to Florida this week. Big-time game. Head coach Mike Bobo. Coach, thank you so much for the time. So generous. We do appreciate it. And uh, and, and continued good health and continue to feel better, okay? I appreciate that, Nate. You have a great day.
We'll preview the entire Week 3 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Matt Wells, head football coach of the Utah State Aggies. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. 11 games on the Week 3 schedule in the Mountain West, starting Thursday night with Utah State hosting Tennessee Tech. Aggies with a great chance to get to 2-1. and one. Stream that game on Facebook Live. We'll start early Saturday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. That's 6 a.m. in Hawaii. The undefeated Rainbow Warriors traveling just a shade under 5,000 miles to take on Army at West Point. Get that game on CBS Sports Network. Game of the week at 1.30 Mountain, number 17 Boise State visiting 24th-ranked Oklahoma State in Stillwater on ESPN and the Watch ESPN app in a battle of two top five offenses in college football. Wyoming hosts Wofford at 2 o'clock Mountain in a game you'll stream at the MW.com. Also at 2 Mountain, it's Mike Bobo's CSU Rams looking to make it back-to-back wins over SEC foes on the road at Florida on the SEC Network. San Jose State heads up to Eugene to see 20th-ranked Oregon at 2 Pacific on Pac-12 Network. Oregon State at Nevada online on ESPN3 at 4 Pacific. New Mexico and New Mexico State in the Rio Grande rivalry at 6 Mountain on ESPN3. UNLV hosting Prairie View A&M at 7 p.m. Pacific time on the MW.com. And then the two late games at 7.30 Pacific. Fresno State tries to right the ship at UCLA on FS1, while San Diego State gets number 23 Arizona State at home on CBS Sports Network. Air Force is idle this week. And that will do it for the Week 3 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm Nate Kreckman. Enjoy the games this weekend. This is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here. Right here. Right here. Right here on This Week in the Mountain West.